so it's it's really a beautiful day and we we are being visited by some good people some good friends and personally i was waiting for this day um i was here since two <laughs> because uh i wanted to be the first to welcome josh and diana and we are so excited to have you guys and it's really a privilege for us and we are really blessed i just want to invite josh who are gonna share with us tonight and i believe god has something to tell us so let's hear from him welcome okay thank you <laughs> Um, it's really great to see uh, some old friends and to to see you guys here. And it's wonderful to now meet you guys uh, who are new. Uh, thank you for welcoming me and my family into our church, new to us. <laughs> um, so we uh, were part of Pastor Joe's church um, here in Denver. Um, we were associate pastors uh, for a little while, for a couple years. and. Uh, we grew to to really build some really great relationships and and to really love uh, some people and and what's awesome that we've noticed since we've been kind of taking our little world tour <laughs> um, is that when you have friendships that are based in in a foundation of God, it's a friendship that's forever. It's not something that 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 seems to be taken lightly, but it's something that that we build upon. I think each time, and I want to. Talk to you a little bit a little bit later uh, about a passage that talks about building on foundations and and what that means to us. But I've just been blown away by just the love that that we've found just each time we see our, our friends, people that we haven't seen sometimes four or five years, um, and it's just like we never left. And I think that it's the love of God that really binds us together. Um, I think it's hard to find a, a friendship that's that deep. In the secular world, but when it, when we're built in Christ, uh, it seems to come a lot easier. Amen. Um, so we've been doing a since we've left Denver, uh, we went to Montana uh, for a, a couple years, and we were up in Montana. We were helping out with the church up there, doing some worship, and uh, we we met some really great people up there, and we fell in love with Montana. Just the place. Um, I don't know if any of you have ever been there, um, but it's gorgeous. Uh, beautiful people, beautiful uh, land, and and we really um, we at by that time I was also working for a, a fencing company and and doing running some bids for them um, and playing a lot of worship and things like that. And so it was a, it was a great time to just breathe because um, we were um, ministerially. We were under a lot of pressure. It felt like, and and um, we really needed a chance for God to do physical healing with Diana, but I think some spiritual healing as well inside of our hearts, and and really start to refresh um, that calling that He had in us. And then we got an opportunity to move back um, home to California, and so for the past year or so, we've been uh, in California, living with Diana's family and. Um, and them during this transition time, and and that's been great too. We've been helping out another church again with worship and uh, some stuff like that, and so we've been very blessed. So that's kind of, and then the kids have grown a little older, uh, Stella, Caleb, and Daniel, and uh, we we're we're blessed to have them, and we're blessed to be here. Um, so just a 
a few weeks ago, we've always had Costa Rica on our heart. We've always had Costa Rica on our mind, ever since mom and dad really started getting out there. Um, and I had always, when I'd gone through Bible college and I had, I had gone through everything, I was like, oh, missions, great for those missionaries. <laughs> uh, I'll stay in the States. Thanks. <laughs> I'll come and visit a, a, another country every, you know, every year. We'll spend a couple of weeks and and do that. But I really like cable TV, paved roads, <laughs> uh, not being shot at, things like that. But I guess that goes depends on where you're living in the states too. Um, and so, but then, um, and we've gone to missions trips, Tecate in Mexico, and some things like that. Um, when my parents went to Costa Rica. Um, we went and visited them. My heart broke for the people, and I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't expecting that to happen. And when we came back, we were youth pastoring in uh, in Yuba City, California. And I told Dad, just say when, and we'll come out. So that was 12 years ago almost. <laughs> so um, that's when I first felt God saying, you know, this is where I want you to go. And it's kind of interesting uh, because I think if God tells you, exactly where you're supposed to end up at, you won't end up there. <laughs> or you'll go way too soon. Because um, I know that if he had said, I want you to be a missionary right out of Bible college to Costa Rica, guess where I would have went right after Bible college? Costa Rica. But I wouldn't have, first of all, met my family. <laughs> I wouldn't have met my wife, so I wouldn't have my kids. We wouldn't have gone through the journey, the, the struggles, the victories, everything that we've been through along the way. Um, to prepare us for what God has for us now. Uh, you know, when the Bible says that he's a light to our feet, when, when they're talking about those lights, those are those little oil lamps, right? Now, those we're used to like flashlights having like a million, <laughs> be able to have like a million candlelight kind of power and those mag lights, right? Like police officers and be able to see anything we want. That's what I always kind of think of when I see light. But what the Bible is talking about is these oil lights at lamps. And you really, you can only see a few feet in front of you. A few feet at a time. And so many times I ask, I want God to say, okay, show me miles. Show me years, right? <laughs> I want to know where, where you have me. And I want to see every step of the way. But where's faith when that happened? So God says, I'm going to show you, but I'm going to show you a few steps at a time. I'm going to show you what you can handle. <laughs> because you don't know the plans that I have for you. The plans to prosper you. To, to, to give you hope in a future. And I think sometimes that if God showed us everything that we were supposed to do, I would get scared, I think. It would be beyond me. I'd be, nope, there's no way. But God wants to show us a step at a time. And God's been showing us a step at a time. He's kind of given us glimpses and said, you know, I want you to do this. I want you to do that. And it's like, okay, we get all, I get all excited, like, you know, kid with a new puppy or something. And, and he says, oh, not that way. <laughs> I know I want you to go here, but why don't you go this way first? And it's like, uh, God. <laughs> I think you said that way. And he said, yeah, yeah, but I want you to go this route. And sometimes it's like with my, I have a GPS, right, on my car, and it tells me where to go. It doesn't always know the fastest route. It says it does, but it's lying. She's, she has a nice voice, but she's she's not telling the truth all the time. And and she's like, go this way. And it's like, okay, and I follow it. And Sometimes it takes me a longer route. Um, and sometimes God says, I just want you to trust me. Go this route. Take this route. And maybe sometimes, because like my GPS is smarter than me, actually, because it says, you know, there is traffic here. Do you want to find an alternate route? Thanks, GPS. Sure. And it says, go this way. And it takes me in a, in a route that, that is better for me. 
Although for me, I'm, you know, I'm determined. I want to go right there. Straight line, right? And God says, I have a better route for you. It may not be the route that you thought you were going to take. It may not be the route that, that everyone thinks that you should take, but it's the route that I have for you. So I'm going to take you over here. And there might be some potholes. <laughs> there might be some bumps. But trust me, this is going to be better for you. So I, I want to encourage you guys. God may take you on a little detour every once in a while. And you guys probably have seen that in your life. God doesn't always take you the straight <laughs> path. Trust him. Trust in his detours and where he's taking you. Um, so a little bit ago, we were just in church and we were just, you know, in a part of a congregation. And um, we get a call from my mom and dad. Uh, and they said that uh, there's an opportunity for Diana to be able to, to work with a group called Seeds of Hope. And what's interesting is they've been, uh, this group, Seeds of Hope, they deal with human trafficking, and Diane's going to tell you a little bit about what they do. Um, but they're, um, they've, been, they've gone through all the steps that Costa Rica has asked them to go through, all the hoops that they've asked them to jump through. Um, and so now that they've gone through all those things, Costa Rican government is saying, well, you can now be funded by the Costa Rican government, but you have to use um, Costa Rican citizens or residents. We had Daniel, who's talking a lot uh, right there, he was, we had him purposely born in Costa Rica so that we would be able to get our residency and our, our eventual citizenship. We thought it would just be able to get us our residency so we wouldn't have to leave the country so often and it might make things easier. We didn't know that by him being born there, that would be the catalyst to get us out to Costa Rica. And so um, because he's a citizen, he holds dual citizenship, uh, Diana's a resident, and then when I get out there and... Estella and Caleb get out there. We can file our residency papers and, and become residents as well. Um, but this group is going to be using Diana um, for uh, their ministry. And so I would like to welcome my wife up here, and she can tell you a little bit about Seeds of Hope. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> as you can tell, this is not something that I'm super comfortable with doing, but the Lord will um, help me do it, right? <laughs> so, um, yes, I've been um, – uh, I've had – I'm – Receiving the opportunity to work um, as a house mom um, at for an organization called Seeds of Hope, and they work with human trafficking. Um, so human trafficking around the world looks differently. Um, the human trafficking that that most of us are aware of are where they kidnap um, young children or women and imprison them um, uh, as slaves. Um, um, for a specific purpose. <laughs> and, um, but in Costa Rica, a lot of the human trafficking, trafficking that goes on out there is, um, almost voluntary because of poverty. And so, um, it's almost kind of like a family trade where, uh, great grandma, grandma, mommy, and now it's my turn because I'm, I'm of age now. Um, and now it's also involving young men. Um, um, and so there's a certain mentality that goes along with this, you know, this, the, uh, because it's a generational thing. Um, you know, that they, they don't know or see kind of the enemy has given them blinders and they've got this tunnel vision where they only see this is what I'm, what my family does. And this is what I'm going to have to do one day. And this is um, the way I will provide for my family. 
And so Seeds of Hope has come in to Costa Rica and um, they've jumped all the hurdles and all the hoops that Costa Rica has thrown at them and they've stayed firm. And Costa Rica has said, hey, uh, it looks like you guys are sticking with it. So we're going to uh, help you guys out. And so um, what they do is they take these young young people um, who are caught up in this lifestyle who want out and they um, rehabilitate them. They give them uh, counseling, obviously the word of God, and they give them a trade. And so um, it, it uh, kind of kills everything at the source. So now they have God in their life. Um, now they have um, restoration in their life and now they have a job. Um, so they're no longer relying on the lie that the enemy has, has implanted in their heart. Um, and so my job, as far as I know, is to be a house mom and just be with these young people, um, encouraging them through, um, life and through, um, their rehabilitation and through their classes and different things like that. Um, and just being a support for them. And so um, it's a great honor and privilege for me to be able to uh, come share this with you and to also um, work with these young ladies and and boys. <laughs> Amen. So that's an amazing opportunity um, for us as a family to partake in. And uh, mom and dad, Bill and Debbie Bowling, they, um, they sit on the board of Seeds of Hope. And so it's a group that we're very familiar with, um, and it's a group that they they help out when they can. But Diane is going down there to directly um, be involved with this part of ministry. And there's some things that we're going to go down there and do, and that we're going to work very closely with my mom and dad, who you guys already support. Um, <clears throat> a lot of things that my dad does with spe- uh, teaching in the institutes, um, and my mom dealing with a lot of the pastors' wives and those ministries. I'll help be helping oversee the, the construction of the ministry center. Um, so a lot of things we're going to kind of come alongside of as well, but uh, that's going to involve our main ministry. Uh, for me, what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be um, running the ministry center that's being built. And so this year we broke ground on it, and uh, it's it's a it's a miracle and and a, an amazing praise report, even in in what that they're doing because they they talked with a certain uh, person that was in charge of the zoning of the area and they have a big zone of where their their property is and, and all the surrounding areas and, it, and it's all green which is it's it's rainforest um it's a no build zone kind of a thing except for one little thumbprint which is yellow and he said you see that that right there that's your guys's property and it's the only place in that whole area uh, that is like that because mom and dad shared their heart with what the ministry center is and he got blessed by it and wanted to help out and so um, we can see God working. We can see him moving. We can see him, what he's starting to, to do in this promise that, that, that um, was given to us and given to them. Um, and so what I'm going to be doing is, one, helping Dad with the foundation and, and all the, the, the stuff with building it because, well, my dad, <laughs> he sometimes gets stressed out. <laughs> and so he needs me to come alongside of him and say, okay, Dad, let's do this. And, and, and I've been wanting to get out there and be with him for a long time. And, and, and give him assistance in all the things that he's doing. I wanted to share with you a, a scripture here. It's 1 Corinthians 3. Um, 
I'll start in verse 5. What after all is Apollos, and what is Paul? Only servants, through whom you came to believe. As the Lord has assigned to each of his task, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are co-workers in God's service, you are God's field, God's building. And by the grace God has given me, I lay a foundation as a wise builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. So um, I, I see missions very much in this aspect, where you, you have one person doing a ministry, and, it, and it's all built on Jesus Christ. Amen? Um, and if it isn't built on Christ, then it's faulty foundation, and it's not going to last. Um, so Jesus Christ, of course, is our foundation. But you have beautiful people that have, have gone on and, and, and come before us. And, and built on that foundation and, and, and done something else. Maybe, you know, the Richies were before my parents and maybe they started clearing the ground and, and getting everything ready. And, and then my parents come in and they start, you know, building maybe the structure of, of what God's doing. And then we're going to come alongside of them and build on top of what they have already built and add what we are doing. And we're praying very much that my children build on what we do as well and their children and their children. And, and, and as you set, step back, and at first when you look at it and it's the day-to-day -day work, it's hard, it's back-breaking, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to build something. But if you can step back and look and see what God has done, it's just like, wow, look at what God is doing. Look at this project that God is, is, is accomplishing through us. And it's not just one thing. And so, so, so many times we get so focused on it's, man, I'm only doing this one thing. I'm only doing this bit. But your bit is being put together with everyone else's bit and everyone else's job, and it becomes a glorious work. And so don't think that, that, that whatever you guys do is in vain or it's so small that it can't be used or counted. It's being counted and it's being seen by God. And what you've done is being built upon as well by another generation that's following you and another generation that's following us. And it just gets bigger and bigger and more glorious and, and more glory goes to God. Amen. And it's nothing that we've done or that we can do. But only by the grace of God do we see something happening like this. And we're just blessed to be part of it. We're blessed to be workers in it. And so I'm going to be um, the coordinator for the ministry center. And so I'm going to be um, coordinating groups, be a liaison of sorts between the, the ministry center and groups here in the States and other, other countries. Um, getting them geared up, ready to come out, and, and then uh, facilitating them when they, they arrive in Costa Rica and being able to spread them into places of need. Also being able to, to help local uh, Costa Rican churches get together and use the places for conferences and training and, and, and things like that. And then also I have some really cool ideas that I want to do, like missions camp I was sharing with Betty, where instead of sending your high schooler to summer camp for a week or two, you send them out to us. And we get them for a week or two, and we get to show them what life is like on the mission field. And they get to do the fun stuff, go to the beach and all of that, but get the, the hands-on um, aspect of what it's like being a missionary. And then also uh, interns from, say, Life Bible College, my alma mater, or, or other Bible colleges that want to send interns out to, to get uh, training for a summer, and we can give them college credit. Or even those that may not feel like they need, they want to go to college, but still want to get ministry opportunity and experience. They can come be with us for a year or two and, and get, we would train them and I would disciple them on 
be what it means to be a minister and, and, and all the aspects of that. And that way they can take that and say, hey, I want to be a youth pastor and I've spent this time with the bowlings and these are the things that I've learned. And also that aspect of, uh, of teaching that next generation and seeing them take the tools that we've done and the building that we've made and watching them build the kingdom of God. Because it's not just about us, right? It's about what God's doing no matter where we're at. And it's not just about Denver. It's about what God's doing as a whole, as a kingdom. Amen? And so some, some, sometimes I get so very close-minded and narrow-minded and like, oh, this is my family and I got to protect them and love them and, and, and make sure that they're doing good. But I have to remember that God is doing something even bigger, and even greater. And it's like, oh man, I'd really like to save up money to, to buy this new thing, whatever it is. And then God always whispers, usually through my wife. <laughs> <laughs> What if we did this with our money? Because what's important to you is where you put your money, your time, and your energy to, amen? And she's like, well, well how important is a big TV? <laughs> Pretty important. <laughs> to me, yeah. But to the kingdom of God, how important is it? Or could I support you know, something else that God's doing? Or maybe our church is building some other part over here. Or maybe there's some kind of something that's going on that we can put that money to. And so I, I have to always break. She's usually the catalyst of that. <laughs> my my so narrow mind focus. And, and I have to be able to say, okay, God, what are you doing? And how can I help? Because I, I don't really necessarily want to have to feel like I have to be the start of something. I want to see what God is doing and then go along with that. Okay, God. I don't want to say, okay, God, you follow me. Here I go. <laughs> I shouldn't be out in front of God. I need to be following him, saying, God, you lead me. You've seen those bumper stickers, God's my co-pilot. Yeah, God's not my co-pilot. He better be the one in the driver's seat. <laughs> I'm the one that's along for the ride and letting him take me where he wants me to go, where he wants my family to go. And so he's taking me to Costa Rica at the moment. And so we're excited about being out there. And we're very excited because all of you are going to Costa Rica with us because everything, different parts where we've been, we've gained experience and 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 love and friendship and and part of us is you because you've encountered us and we've encountered you and you're our friends and we have new friends and we're excited for what God's doing thank you for letting us speak to you today